Hello, pro wrestling fans. Welcome to this week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring. It's the podcast where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury. With me at the table, Adam Tollefson. It's been seven years since I became the GM of NXT, and I've never seen so much bedlam. It's complete madness. I think it's time for a change. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I heard Joey Smoy's back. Joey Smoy is back. I didn't get a chance to watch uh, NXT tonight. Took the kids to the uh, courthouse park for a little concert on the hill they do here in town every Tuesday night during the summer. So uh, the NXT move to Tuesday is going to really screw me for a few weeks probably, but what are you going to do? It's all right. I'm not going to be down there every week, but it's no. fucking drum rave, dude. You're not going to miss. Oh, I thought it was Honky Tonk Man. No. <laughs> Rockabilly. <laughs> Rockabilly. Oh, no, that would be something worth uh, <laughs> worth missing NXT for. Oh, dang. So, yeah, um, they announced him. You watch NXT? I mean, we'll get into it. I did. We'll still talk NXT. Yeah. Because otherwise it's going to be so stale. It'll be, yeah, it'll be like you know forgotten I mean? almost. So, no, right, I right. want you to hit me with it when, okay. when, it, when the time comes, Adam, if you will. Uh, so, as we sit down to record, it is... June 16th, 2021, and on this day in pro wrestling history. I was like, why does that date not look right? (laughs) We got a whole thing going on. Yeah. (laughs) We're recording a day early. What are you going to do? 1959, Jim, the ultimate warrior, Helwig, who later legally changed his name to Warrior, is born in Crawfordsville, Indiana. Mm Mm-hmm. 1986, Dirty Dutch Mantel defeats Rip Rogers to win the NWA Mid-America Heavyweight title in Memphis, Tennessee, beginning his 14th reign with that strap. Dutch is the man. 1992, WCW holds the 19th Clash of the Champions at Charleston, South Carolina's McAllister Fieldhouse. The show featured all first round and one second round matches In the tournament to crown new NWA World Tag Team Champions, the title had been vacant since early 1991 when WCW began referring to the NWA title as the WCW title Uh. during the reign of Doom. So the tournament is then held to fill the vacancy. But what, uh, I don't remember this, like, and I love when Clash of Champions was on. Yeah, back on TBS. Because it was like almost like getting a pay-per-view for free. You know, it was a good, it was a good super show. I feel like it was a weeknight, too, a lot of times. Sometimes it, it was. Yeah, like sometimes it definitely was. Sure. Um, but but this one, like, all tag team matches, no no titles on the line, no stipulations, nothing. It was just like... That's fun. No. You I don't f- like it? No. Oh, I'm fine with it. You are? Yeah. They only do it once in a great while. It's on a clash. I don't know. There was no, like, a lot of the teams were the old odd bedfellows, like, thrown together. I mean, you had your Steiners and stuff like that. Right, but but not enough to fill a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 1993, (laughs) a year later, WCW holds the 23rd Clash of the Champions at the Scope in Norfolk, Virginia. The main event of this one, the Horsemen, which was Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, defeated the Hollywood Blondes. In, a, in two straight falls, in a two out of three falls match for the NWA and WCW World Tag Team titles. So that's a year later. I don't think ever, anything ever came from that whole tournament, right? It doesn't seem like it. Unless some odd bedfellows <laughs> want it. I don't know. We go, you know. I don't know. It seems like they were like, oh, well, we're going to split these titles up. 
Yeah. And now, now we're, we're fighting for him. Again. However, the second fall win was by, by disqualification. So the blondes retained the titles. Hmm. That's interesting booking for a best two out of three falls match. Like, yeah, go out on a DQ, but yeah. you still won you the still second won. fall, yeah. but you can't, the title doesn't change hands on a DQ. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that's neat. 1993, Money Incorporated, who had just lost the titles two days earlier in Columbus, Ohio, defeat the Steiner brothers in Rockford, Illinois, yes. for the WWF tag team titles, beginning their third reign. So that's probably one of those deals where you lose the title on a house show early on in the loop, mm-hmm. drop it back before TV or whatever. Yeah, so, give the fans a little something, something. The, the viewing audience at home knows nothing about it, but it goes down in the record books. Right. 2002, skipping ahead nine years, American Dragon defeats Super Dragon to win the All-Pro Wrestling Internet title in Hayward, California. Crazy. Yeah, I, I would have to look up this match, I think, because... That's not PWG. It's right? not PWG because it's before PWG. But in that neck but, of the woods, yeah. But, uh, yeah, who wants to see Daniel Bryan and Super Dragon go at it? I do. That'd be cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. 2002, same day. KMOL News in San Antonio reported that at 4 a.m., Deborah Williams called the police to report Stone Cold Steve Austin had hit her. Oh, boy. She told police she was scared to call because her husband was, quote, a world-famous wrestler. This reminds me of like the Nicole Brown nine one one call, right? Like you, you know who he is. Yeah, I don't. I don't, don't want to say it. Yeah, <laughs> just Yikes. come here. Apparently, when the police went to the home, she had welts and bruises on her body. She noted to police that it had happened before. Steve was not at home when the police arrived. He reportedly got into a yellow Corvette and left the home before police arrived. Austin did call home when the police arrived and spoke with one of the officers, but refused to go home. Uh, he walked out on the company a few days before. He was then removed from the WWE roster page. They mm. didn't get into this at all on that biography. No, tough times for the rattlesnake. Yeah, they, they got into everything on everybody else's, but <laughs> not Stone Cold. <laughs> I know. Mm. I know. This is brutal, though. I mean, I'm not making light of... No, uh, that's, it's, that's wrong. Yes. 2009, Donald Trump purchased Monday Night Raw... With his first act as owner, he announces that next week's show will be live and for the first time in over 800 episodes, commercial free. He's going to pick up the tab. Ah. I wasn't watching at that time, so I don't really yeah. know what happened with that. It had I to go nowhere, right? I didn't even know he was an owner at one point. <laughs> you know, that had to lead to the, that had to lead to like the McMahon, the, the, the Bobby Lashley thing, right? Yeah. And the, Umaga. The head shaving match. Yes, I would assume <laughs> yeah, so. That's all I remember. But we're that. talking June, and did they push that thing all the way to, to the following mania? April? Oof. Good that's question. a long way. Good question. 2011, WWE broadcast Superstars that was taped in Long Island. Uh, Zack Ryder came out to the pop of the night in front of his hometown as the Ryder Revolution was beginning to take over. He wasn't on the Raw that night, but fans were chanting for him throughout. Um, if you go, he's, so when he came out with that Z true Long Island story or whatever, mm -hmm. was basically the timeline of it coincides perfectly to when I got back into watching wrestling. Really? Now I wasn't really watching that show. I had heard of it and stuff like that. And you could definitely see that the buzz was coming. Right. Um, but it's kind of neat because right now, 10 years later, 
he's doing a podcast and week by week, like breaking it down. Oh, okay. so I got to hear about all this. And he's like, dude, it was pop of the night. And I think, I think he said like the rock came out after raw and was like, yeah, I, I like that guy too. Or something like that. Like nice. hitching his wagon to the broski. But <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was neat. And I, re- I remember things like that first coming back into wrestling because when I left in probably Oh one Oh two ish, I wasn't like looking at dirt sheets or anything like that. No. Um, so, so I, when I got back into it in 2011, that's when I did first found out like Lords of pain and all this other kind of yeah. stuff. And it's like, you're clicking, <laughs> you're getting, you're getting, you're diving deeper into what, than what they're putting on TV or whatever. And I remember hearing like, Oh, it was just in their little write-ups to be like, Zack Ryder did not appear tonight. And I'm like, well, that's kind of a weird little note. Right. But it's because his, the groundswell was becoming so heavy with that Z true Long Island story that they felt that it was, that it was newsworthy. Okay. And like, I remember seeing Dean Ambrose at a, in a dark match and like everybody was losing their fucking mind. And I'm like, I have no idea who this guy is. Sure. It was at a, it was before (laughs) an event in Chicago or something, but I don't know. It's just great. That was my first intro to like the underworld of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of neat. The dirt sheet origins for you. The garbage train. Garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Most of it is such bullshit, but it's still fun. Yeah, it is. Last one I got 2013 WWE held their annual payback pay-per-view from the all state arena in Chicago. A couple highlights from the show. Curtis Axel won the intercontinental title in a triple threat match against Wade Barrett and the Miz was on father's day. Remember that? Yeah. And AJ Lee defeated Caitlin for the divas title. John Cena retained the WWF championship over Ryback in a three stages of hell match. Oh, yeah, that was the last one was an ambulance match. I don't remember what the first two were, but it was, eh. it was three stages of hell. They dude, eh. those guys wrestled every pay-per-view for like nine months. Yeah, they did. Ryback was a kind of a big deal for a little bit there. Yeah. For Birth hot, hot minute. Birthdays. You ready, Adam? Yes. It's gonna be a good day. Cue the music. The Sandman. <laughs> Just saw him on our Retro Raw this week, too. Yes, we did. He is 56. 58. I almost said 58. Uh, one half of the Authors of Pain. I don't know which one. Okay. Razar. What I mean by that is I don't know which one was which if I was looking at that. I understand. 30. 30. 27. Mm. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. 27. 24. Can you believe that? Way off. And this is not a wrestler, but it is my uh, two dogs. They're brother and sister, Queso and Clover. Dog years or human years? (laughs) I'll let you go either. Let you go either. They got to be like, what, four now? Two. What? Two years old. We got them. uh, We got them on. No, they were born June 16th. 2019. Holy shit. Holy They're shit. Big. Holy shit. It's now time for the retro raw review. One of those dogs is an asshole and the other <laughs> one's queso. <laughs> oh man, retro raw review. It's the June 16th, 1997 episode from the Olympic Center in Lake Placid, New York. Top of the show, we learned that due to the backstage scrum we saw last week between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, both guys are banged up. Shawn for a bit longer than Bret, so as far as the tag team titles are concerned, there's going to be a tournament to see who will face Austin 
and a partner of his choosing. Oh, yeah. And it's an eight-team tournament. They don't spill the beans on everybody, but they do get a couple matches in tonight. Uh, and that kind of kicks off the show. But Stone Cold Steve Austin heads to the ring. He says he doesn't care who his partner is. He doesn't even want one. Mankind, once again, shows up on the Titan Tron, and he says that he wants to be Steve's partner. Austin wants nothing to do with that. Says he's like HPK. He's got long hair. <laughs> yes. He can shake his ass. I got a nice ass. <laughs> I could have an earring. That grabs his missing ear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Vince starts bringing up what happened last week with Shamrock. So, of course, Shamrock's out next. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, <laughs> I love as Shamrock's making his way to the ring. Steve's like, I'll be damned if it isn't the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. <laughs> you got dumped on your little throat last week, didn't you, boy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's such good shit. Uh, Shamrock, of course, challenges Austin to a match. Steve says that after he whips Brian Pillman's ass later tonight, Shamrock can come get his too. Uh, and then we get a quick plug for a, a VHS tape for the Because Stone Cold Said So oh, yeah. VHS tape. And they're like, guys, this is rated TV, uh, TVM. This is stuff we're not going to be able to show you here on USA Network. I love the promo for it. He doesn't want to be censored. And they're like yeah. beeping his language. <laughs> I kind of want to track this thing down. No rules. Every time I see him pop anything on this show i always want to track it down but this one if i remember right and i haven't seen it but i've heard of it um there's like a camera crew like following him and he's like drinking and driving and shit. oh yeah <laughs> yeah he's like he's just like putting down steve weiser and like throwing him in the back of his truck and i don't know i'm sure it doesn't age too well right but hell i'd, I'd like to take a look at it we do see brian pillman backstage he's asked about tonight's match with austin in which all Heart Foundation members will be handcuffed at ringside. Yep. He says that you messed up by not putting the cuffs on him. I'm the convicted felon. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one with the rap sheet. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, he says that Austin's going down the toilet tonight. Remember they, uh, well, you didn't watch King of the Ring, but they did show it. Oh, Austin yeah. Austin beat him up backstage and got him a, a hell of a swirly. Gave him the old swirly. What was funny with that swirly, too, they didn't show it on that replay, I don't think. Okay. They had, like, a camera in the bowl. Oh, so like, like you got like bowl cam of Brian's <laughs> face going right. And, and now that I think back, as I say that, as those words leave my, leave my lips, I'm like, that camera wasn't in that toilet. That was probably in just like something else, like a bucket or something. And they just, yes, totally. God damn it. They fucking worked me. <laughs> got me again, Vince. They got a GoPro back in 97. They just clip on the side. of the God damn it. <laughs> Match number one. Let's get this thing going. It is part of that tag team title tournament. It's the new blackjacks. Versus Bulldog and Owen Hart. I was like, nothing to write at home about here. Uh, no. <laughs> Bulldog and Owen pick up the win off of Owen's spinning heel kick. That's, there was like nothing going on in this one. That's what I got as well. <laughs> Backstage, we see The Undertaker and Paul Bearer in the locker room. Vince asks Taker about the match tonight with Ahmed versus the new Nation of Domination. And Paul Bearer immediately cuts off Ahmed Johnson. And he says, it's not about what Taker wants. It's about what I want you to do. He's like clearly trying to run the show. And he's like, and you too, Ahmed Johnson, if you know what's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps making those really over, like he's like over Paul Bearing Paul Bearer. Yeah. With his facials and stuff. A character of himself. It's quite funny. 
Match number two, Hunter Hurst Helmsley defeated Phineas Godwin with the pedigree after China hopped up on the apron to distract. Gets a big old smooch. Yeah, Phineas planted those hillbilly lips on her, uh, but that was enough to let Hunter drop him with that pedigree. After the match, we haven't seen Henry Godwin in a few weeks because they said he had a broken neck, but this seems like pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. For having a broken neck. Broken neck is one of those things where, like, if you, you have so much going on there, if you just have, like, a fractured... Right. Like, oh, your C2 is fractured. That's technically a broken neck. Yeah, Ricky Starks has one right now. But that heals up pretty quick. Yeah, he was out last week. But you still get to say you had a broken neck. (laughs) For sure. pretty awesome. (laughs) Um, Henry comes out there, though, and he's pissed with Phineas for what happened, like getting distracted. It's the whole Sonny thing all over again. Yeah, you know, totally. Grabbing him and berating him in front of everybody. Match number three. This one was weird. USWA and ECW interpromotional match. Brian Christopher yeah. versus Chris Candido. And I was like, I have zero recollection of this. Like, I do, they have Sonny come down to do the ring announcing, which I thought was kind of shitty because pretty sure her and Candido are not together at, at this, this point. point. right? So it's like, that's kind of sick that you're going to trot her out there, especially when later on in the show they had Sable do the same thing, like as a guest ring announcer. Yeah, and the Meryl come Why don't you like... just ha- flip-flop them so that you didn't have to have those two in Right. I don't know. Yeah. But whatever. I, I liked it. They did have Paul Heyman in on commentary. He talks about how Candido, quote, skipped out on the WWF to yeah. join ECW. <laughs> and then during the match, JR, like, prods Heyman to give his real thoughts on Brian Christopher. Uh, and he does. Christopher has a high IQ. What about Brian Christopher? What about him? He's a fine opponent for Chris Candido. Yeah. Come on, Paul. Come on. You've scattered this guy. Say what's on your mind, Paul, for once, will you? Say what's on my mind. This is the big shoot him. This is the big ruin Raw again. This guy is Jerry Lawler's son. Brian Christopher is the, is the son of Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler never acknowledged him as his own son in Memphis. This guy never acknowledged that Jerry Lawler is his father, and I don't blame him. Oh, his mother's probably 38 years old. Who the hell knows? This guy oh. has absolutely no business. You got a big mouth, I can tell you that. Mother, comes a king. Mother, what do you want? So you can hear the scrum there. Lawler makes his way down to the ring <laughs> yep. and uh, takes kind of Paul. a swat at Paul and then heads into the ring, attacks Candido. RVD is not far behind. Tommy Dreamer, though, hits the ring with a steel chair to make the save. Great publicity for the upcoming ECW pay-per-view, uh, which was Heat Wave 97. Okay. Main event, Jerry Lawler, RVD, and Sabu in a six-man tag against Dreamer, Sandman, and Rick Rude. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Um, I love that line, though. He's like, his mother's probably 38 years old. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you're insinuating that Lawler knocked up, you know, a 19-year-old girl <laughs> or whatever. Right. Like, oh, God. He's match. Shooting. Match number three. I loved that. That was really good. Jim, the Anvil Nineheart versus Goldust. Prior to the match, they show footage from the past week's live show loop through Canada. Just to show us, like, how over the Hart Foundation is outside of the States. Yeah. They haven't drilled that into us for a few weeks now. Early on, as soon as Brett kind of turned his back on America, that was what was being said constantly. Oh, he's a fan favorite everywhere else or whatever. Mm -hmm. But past few weeks, we haven't heard much about it. No. But they showed footage of it. It was kind of neat. Keep the story going. Midway through the match, the British Bulldog heads to the ring, and he gets in Marlena's face. They had they had issues last week. She goes to slap him again, but this time Bulldog grabs her arm. Goldust comes up from behind, but Jim attacks Goldie. 
Then they get back in the ring. Goldust ends up getting the win. Yeah, with that drop down uppercut, which I've always loved that move. Yeah, that's Cody my, does it now. But that's that's my favorite Goldust the fucking, move. Just that that flat back bump and then just that uppercut. Yeah. I was surprised to see him get a pin with that. But right, right. Especially since you, the Heart Foundation is like one of the hottest things going right now. The, 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 the Rhino, he just took got pinned. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> Match four. Brian Pillman versus Steve Austin. Hart Foundation's handcuffed to the ring post. We finally get this match in the ring. They've been talking about it for a month now. It was supposed to happen at King of the Ring. Yes. Then it was supposed to happen the Raw after the King of the Ring. We're finally getting it this this uh, week. Bulldog and Owen and Nightheart are all handcuffed to the posts like I, they promised. I loved Owen on the outside, like trying to get his cuff off. He's like immediately and shit. And he's got, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just love him so Playing so much. Man. Yeah, just so awesome. Good. So good. I listened to that uh, the Jeff Jarrett podcast. If you guys haven't listened to that, that's a good one. I think they're only like they've been putting like the dark side of the ring guys in there like every other week or something like that. So okay. If you if you just look at it and you can see which ones are actually like from the Jeff Jarrett My World feed or whatever, they're all in the same feed. But that show, but the first one was like uh, him holding up Vince for money. The mm-hmm. second one was him getting fired on the first Nitro Raw simulcast. Yes. Thing. The third one was Owen Hart, and it was three hours. Some really fun stuff to hear. Also, some very emotional stuff considering those guys were really close. Yeah. Um, but just just hearing those Owen stories, and then you go back and you watch, Some you watch him stuff. on this stuff, yeah. and it's just it just hits t- on a different level, I guess. Um, where are we at here? Oh, that that match there. Uh, Austin goes around to every one of them that's handcuffed and just goes around, gets, flips, gets flips a little them all in. off. Yeah, yeah, but then <laughs> oh later on, yeah, he fights with them, but just to start the match, yeah, just flips them, them all off, gives them the birds. Brian's on the outside with a chair, and Steve just kind of like shoves it in his face, and I was like, ooh, that looked bad. Yeah, and it does. It splits Brian's nose, yep. and while I think they're kind of like uh, jockeying for time. Austin makes his way to every person that's that's handcuffed and just kind of pummels him for a few minutes or whatever. And then Brian gets in the back of the ring and his fucking nose is split open. It's, it looks gnarly. It looks awesome, though. It made this match so much better. You know, they say like if, it, you know, what do they say? Red makes green. Blood red makes dollar green. <laughs> right. This this was fucking money, dude. I loved it. Uh I will say this though, they were doing the, the the Austin spot on the outside where he's like attacking. Once he got to like the third guy he's attacking, Brian comes up from behind him with just camera cords and just starts choking, choking him with the camera cord. Yes, I love it. Love it's, that. It's right around here where they start talking about their history again. Yes. <laughs> and then you hear Vince, he's like, and let's not forget about the time that Steve went to Pillman's house, which is footage that will never be shown on USA Network again. Yes. <laughs> so it's the like one a- thing that we have yeah. to apologize for or something like that. He's. I think they do put in there, like, that will be on the video cassette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they said, like, you can see that on the uh, Stone Cold Setso DVD or <laughs> yes, VHS or yes. whatever. Slides it in. It was awesome, dude. And then, like... Midway through the match, Austin just decides to hit the referee with a stunner. Yeah, out of nowhere. Brian then hits a low blow, pulls out brass knuckles from his tights, hits Austin with them, and then another ref is out to make the count, but he only gets a two. It did take a lot of time. Yeah. But the way they did this was so awesome. So Steve drops that first referee right near Owen Hart. Owen Hart goes in that referee's pocket. Gets That's the where key, he got the key from. Okay. Gets the key, unlocks himself. Runs over to Neidhart, gives him the key. Then each guy kind of gets free. Right. Everybody escapes. It was 
that was that was really good storytelling. I I really liked that. And of course, they just jump in the ring and start putting a hurting on Stone Cold. The match gets thrown out. Uh, Mankind and Goldust and Ken Shamrock even head down to make the save. Massive brawl here, as well as Legion of Doom. They show up yeah. late, but they were there. Eventually, it just gets down to Steven Shamrock in the ring. They start beating the hell out of each other. And who's the peacekeeper? Goldust. He grabs the mic and he's like, this is what they want us to do. Yeah. <laughs> he's, the, he's the guy. <laughs> I thought that was very funny that he was going to be the guy to bring this whole thing around. Um, but it looks like these are going to be the five guys to take on the Hart Foundation at that Calgary Stampede Big Ten Man tag. And Austin confirms that he's in even though he hates the fact that he has to team with anybody. But one time. Then one it's time. back to double birds, and that's the bottom line. <laughs> Hells yeah. <laughs> Match number five. This was another strange one, man. Bobby Fulton versus Tommy Rogers. These guys were the Fantastics yeah. in Mid-South, and they're here in WWF as like, they say it's a light heavyweight division. Yeah, they're like, a lot of high-flying action going to be coming up. So I'm like, is this like the cruiserweight stuff again? Like they're trying to get... High flower, flyers to combat what's going on in Nitro, maybe? I don't know, but they did allude to like a light heavyweight tournament, which I feel like Taka Michinoku wins. Yeah. We haven't seen him. No. And Jim Ross is like, they said something about the tournament, and he's like, when's the tournament going to start? I guess after the recruiting process or something. Of course, he's got to bring in fucking football talk. Yeah. Yeah, just like anything. Yeah. But it was a strange <laughs> match, dude. Um, Tommy Rogers got the win. After the bout, Mark Merrow hits the ring to wrangle up Sable. She was there for that guest ring announcer like we talked about earlier. Yep. Match number six, the Headbangers versus Jerry Lawler and Rob Van Dam, Mr. Monday Night. This is also part of that tag team title tournament. Yep. Polly and Tommy come out or sitting in stands at ringside. They got their tickets in hand. I always like that when the guy's sitting down with the yeah, tickets. Like, you can't touch move. me. I, I purchased these. And then, um, I don't know, the match is going fine. Lawler looks to have one with a pile driver. However, as soon as he hits that, he gets up, he starts jawing with Tommy and uh, Paul. Sandman hits the ring, racks the king's nuts with the kendo stick. Yep. And the headbangers take advantage, pick up the pinfall victory. Get the win, and then the ECW crew brawl. It's awesome. It is awesome. I I don't remember any of this stuff. I'm like, did I not watch this, Rob? But that's not possible. I swear to God, I watch it every fucking week. There's no way that we just both didn't watch it a week. So weird. Because I do remember this. Do you? I remember this. The main event. Oh, oh, I got you. I I do. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I I do remember the main event as well. Like, I don't know why I'm glossing over the ECW stuff. Well, to be fair, dude, like Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers, I could see why we'd forget all about that. The Fantastics didn't mean shit to us. Right. But we were so stoked to see ECW because we'd heard about it. Yes. Because we were reading like PWI and stuff. Right. You think we would have just... gravitated to this but i don't know it's, man it's a nice surprise each week it is <laughs> main event time ahmed johnson and the undertaker versus the nation of domination a bigger better badder and blacker nation of domination that's what they said farouk introduces charles wright as kama mustafa we had last seen him as kama the supreme fighting, fighting machine. machine uh the last appearance of that character was in the 1996 royal rumble match uh, the the WrestleMania before that, I think he was involved in a storyline with Undertaker where he stole the urn, melted it down, made a gigantic gold chain. Oh, yeah. Big gold rope. It was awesome. That was pretty good. <laughs> so Farouk promises two new members, but apparently Farouk himself is going to be Kama's partner in this one. 
Vince and JR speculate as to whom the other member might be by naming off just about all of the black talent that have ever come through the WWF. Could be Junkyard Dog. <laughs> what? He's like, Abdul the Butcher. <laughs> yeah, they did. They name dropped Abby. Like, dude, you, they just name dropped, and it's not a long list. It kind of is. It's kind yeah. of like God. It, was, it was four people. Or yeah. Something. yeah, it's like that's fucked up. <laughs> it is fucked up. <laughs> um, Kama gets the pin after like a lackluster. It's like a pump handle slam. He gets the pins the Undertaker, dude. Yeah, well, to be fair, they you know Farouk and, and Kama double teamed him the whole time. Ahmed never even got tagged in once. Right. So the old double team, the old the two whole guys time. beats yeah. one guy thing. Plus, and Farouk then, um, was just in the main in the world title match, like. They're making him look strong, too. True. <clears throat> and I, I even feel like D'Lo even gets involved at one point or, or somebody. like they, D'Lo. A lot, of, a lot of cheap shots. And hold the rope open for clearance. What? I still love that. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I still love that. <laughs> the Nation of Domination, uh, immediately, you know, they start putting the brutes, the Undertaker. Ahmed Johnson rushes or runs them off. Gets in the ring for the first time in this match to run those guys off. He looks disgusted. He stands over the Undertaker. Yes. Picks him up. And hits the Pearl River Plunge on the dead man. And then heads up the ramp. And I guess, Adam, if you can't beat him, you join him. Yep, Ahmed Johnson takes up. his place in line. I love how they left a space open. Like, the two guys. And there was, like, a space. And then a comma was, on like. On the ramp? Yes. Yeah. And, and Ahmed Johnson just walks up and, like, took his rightful spot there. And then they all <laughs> threw the fucking arm up. It was a cool ending. It was way cool. There's They don't get enough credit for some of the stuff that they do get right in this yeah. era. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the, the way that match played out with Owen getting that handcuff key, like how they got there or later on in 97 when, you know, that first hell in the cell match, like how do they get out? Well, there's a camera guy that gets banged up. So they have to open the door to get the camera guy out. Right. And that's how she, like, I don't know. It's the details. They don't get credit for that. Maybe because they don't do it a whole lot now, but I, I, I sure dig it, man. Oh, you like it when stuff makes sense? I love it when, a, when stuff <laughs> Me makes too. sense. Me too. So, yeah, I'm excited. We're heading into the uh, Canadian Stampede in a couple weeks, and that should be fun. Sign of the times. You got anything? Only had one. Viva La Parca. That thing was up all the I like time. That. Uh, I had Bischoff sucks dick, but they put S-U-X, which I appreciated. Ah. <laughs> uh, spank me, China. Oh, okay. China's starting to get over. Skinner Fan Club. Oh, I didn't see that. You one. didn't. Steve no. Kern was probably like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. Uh, Call then, Vince right now. Did you see the sign? <laughs> yeah, Pat Patterson plus Dustin Rhodes equals gold dust. Wow, <laughs> I liked it creatively. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's the part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. All right, first bit of news revolves around those retro figures. Seems like we have retro news every single week. A lot of retro Zombie Sailor Toys announced... Another signing to that Heels and Faces lineup over the weekend at the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast live show in Baltimore. Jeff Jarrett, we just talked about him. He has joined the line. Um, I'm excited for that because Jeff Jarrett, do you know about the Hasbro Orange Card series? Uh, No. So 
after the, the, the green cards, which is the last series that's right. very hard to find, the Adam Bomb, one, two, three kid, Ludwig Borga. Yep, smoking guns. Smoking guns, and then the Yoko and the black and white. Yep. Um, after that series, there was a rumored orange card series mm-hmm. that was going to be Men on a Mission. Diesel. Diesel. Bastion Booger. Okay. Jeff Jarrett. All right. And maybe one other one that I'm not thinking of. But anyways, um, and they have like artist renders and stuff like that. Yeah. And Zombie Sailor's been in with this Ron Rudat that did a bunch of the other. So basically we are finally getting the exact, we're going to get that exact Hasbro figure, if you will. Just under the zombie. Yeah. Yeah. So I just Fly. think that's kind of neat. It's pretty sweet. I like that. With um, the, with the straight, like the old double J. Yeah. Right? the old like five bands down yes. the front or whatever. Um, this sucked. The uh, the Zombie Sailor Toys Patreon group pre-sale that we talked about last week, mm-hmm. it was only up for like 90 minutes, and it happened to be during when we were recording our other show yeah. last week. So like we got off recording, and I went on the site, and it was like, I I'd read like 40 minutes ago. He's like, I'm shutting this down in 10 minutes or whatever. And I was like, it's fuck. Done. So I didn't get in on that. Um, I think the 19th, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pop back up. So I think this Thursday, maybe, right? Maybe this Thursday is that the nineteenth? No, yeah, seventeenth. Seventeenth. It's got to be. I've seen. Then. Yeah, I've seen something that was Thursday. The price on them, though. Yeah, thirty four ninety nine. Thirty four ninety nine. And that was for the major group pre sale. So I'm wondering if it's not going to be thirty nine ninety nine. Oh, I think they are. That's that I, I thought. Yeah. Are you going to get them? Are you going to get any of them? Are you going to get some of them? What's your plan with that? I might get Savu and Earl. Those are the two I'm leaning towards too, and I'm I'm on the fence about Dino Bravo. Yeah, me too. I was never a Dino Bravo guy. I didn't. I could really give two shits, but he deserved like he was. That guy should have been in a Hasbro line. Like that was right. prime time. Yeah, totally. That like, dude, the model got one. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, a lot I think of people should have got one. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, so. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But dude, like people are posting, you know, if they got two sets of them, it was like 300 bucks. Right. It's a lot of coin. It's a lot of coin. It is. The, uh, the cello toys, that company is the one, the other, the other, you know, main company that's been, excuse me, producing those retro figures. They teased that they were going to have this, these elite scale figures last week. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about that. And somebody asked them for a hint and they put a bomb on there. I assumed Adam bomb since they had just re- announced the retro. Mm-hmm. No, it's dynamite kid. Oh, so Timely. six and a half inch or seven inch dynamite kid. I'm assuming he'll be a little shorter. Yeah. He's a old Napoleon guy. complex dynamite kid. <laughs> I feel fine talking shit about him now after watching that, by the way, you did, huh? I, Yeah. I tell you what, I don't know if <laughs> he did it some messed didn't, up didn't stuff, work, man. It didn't do it for me. I, I don't know. There, I mean, there's reasons for it. Whatever. We'll get into that and in what you're watching. But yeah, so Dynamite Kid's going to be the first uh, announced for that. Like all these things, like when AEW came out with the Jazzware stuff, it's like I want to see one of them. I want to like hold one. I want to. I want to play with it a little bit. And see. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll be the Dynamite Kid or if they announce another one that I like better. Between now and then, or whatever, but I will order one of these to check it just out. Just to check it out, right? Just to check it out. Um, WWE Shop, they got another signature series title belt up for sale. NWO Wolfpack subject is the uh, subject matter this time. Doesn't look that great to me. Did you see this title? I haven't. Like the um, it, so you know how the the original NWO spray painted title you you can picture that in your head easily. Oh yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the way they did this one, it like it's like it's too perfect. I don't know, like like uh, the spray paint's really fat and like yeah, it is. It just doesn't look good, and then it's just on a red and black strap with a big Wolfpack logo on the back. Do they ever do that with the red spray paint? No, but all these oh, okay. like they never did that with the Intercontinental title, you know, the Razor one or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Okay. No, they definitely had a red NWO title. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes if that's okay. what you're asking, that's what I was asking. It didn't last long because by that time, I mean, you got the NW Wolfpack, then all of a sudden they go back to like NWO Classic or something like 2000. Who fucking knows, dude? Yeah, Who knows? There's a shit ton of those. I was kind of fading out by the time they got to red and black. I was like, mm. yeah. And I liked it. They let Luger in. Get out of here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although, was he, was he Wolfpack? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to have to get him to sign that pad? <laughs> oh, no. God damn it. Me and Lex have we'll, history. We'll have to fact, fact check that, but I think he was. I think so, too. Shit. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, what else about WWE? Oh, they dropped tickets on Friday for a bunch of a bunch of cities. Milwaukee was one of them. They're going, they're going back on the road, man. And it seems like it's like full touring, because I speculated that I thought they would only be doing TVs. Mm-hmm. That show in Milwaukee was like a Saturday night live event. Yeah. There was no yeah. Raw Smackdown or anything Just like that. Just a live show, right? So they're going full. When this thing opens up, time, it is open. Time to play catch up, probably. Especially, uh, AEW, you got to catch up with them, too, because starting in July, early July, mm-hmm. they're hitting the road. And um, I think AEW was hit pretty hard with people not finding Dynamite on Friday nights. Yeah. Like their numbers are way down. I haven't really been watching. Yeah. I just haven't. Yeah. Um, so... They're switching back to Fridays starting in July. Or, I'm sorry. Back to Wednesdays. Back to Wednesdays starting in July. Good. And their entire month of July is almost like all big shows. Oh, really? Yeah. So, on the 7th, they're in Miami, and they're calling the show Road Rager. I don't know what that's going to be, but. Hmm. Um, and then the 14th and the 21st, it's going to be Fighter Fest, which they've done before. Right. That's going to be one's in the Dallas area, and the other one's in another part, part of Texas. Uh, maybe Houston. I'm, I'm not sure, but both of those dates are going to be in Texas. And then the 28th fight for the fall. And I think they're in, um, North Carolina for that. So basically though, they got a big show, right? Three times four, four. right? Right. Right. So yeah, Fighter Fest is going to be a two night. So that's cool. That is cool. I'm, I'm excited for it, but I, I really do think like they need to <laughs> kind of get back to it. I really think nobody did it better than them yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah. For sure. Uh, maybe NXT. I, th- I still liked the NXT look during the pandemic, but I I was not a real fan of the Thunderdome. I'm still not. I feel like I should try to get in on it, though. Wouldn't you like to, like, 10 years down the road, be like, yeah, I was in the Thunderdome once. They always send me emails. They did. I know, but I've tried before. And like, I, I've, like, went nowhere. They're yeah. like, oh, you're in a queue <laughs> for Friday, and it's, like, Tuesday. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Yikes! New arrivals. You got anything? I think I think I forgot to mention one last week because of the big week I had before. I I got um trip uh, the Triple H retro. Just a the, little purple guy. Yeah, yeah. Purple yeah. pant jumper. There's something with that. There's a there's a variant. Really? With that I want to say. I want to say some of them only have like the deco hit on one pant leg and oh, some have both. I'll have to check that. Interesting. Don't quote me on that, but there is definitely something with that where people are like, oh, do you have this one or that one kind hmm. of thing? I don't know. Oh, shit. Um, 
What did I get? Oh, from the flea market, I had a guy send me over a uh, Blue Demon mask. Nice. Do I already have one of these? Uh, I feel like you do. <laughs> yeah, I did too, but I wasn't sure. And he only wanted $10 shipped for it, so I was mm. like, I'll take it. <laughs> I, love I wonder it. how many masks you have. I don't know. A lot. <laughs> Not that many. Not as many as Sonny Ono. We'll get into that later. Did you watch that? <laughs> what? No. All right. Well, you didn't. If you didn't know what I'm talking uh-uh. about. If you know, you know. Okay. Oh, no. Um... That box, that mystery box from Ringside showed up. Oh, right. I didn't know what was in it. What's in it? It was oh, the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Nature Boy Ric Flair Ultimates. Oh, these look nice. I remember now talking to you, telling you that it was a, uh, a must-have for both of them for me as soon as they went up on Ringside. And I did see that they were starting to hit Amazon maybe middle of the month. So check that out if you're still looking for these guys. You'll pay 30 bucks through Amazon. I paid $69.99 for the two. So okay. I only paid $5 more per figure, and I got them, got them early. A little, so A little quicker. So I, I'm okay with that. They're cool figures. They're like awesome. That. So people are upset because the Stone Cold Steve Austin, A, comes with uh, finger point hands instead of middle fingers, but it's like, this is Mattel. Yeah, what are They're you going to do? They're not going to do it, okay? Right. However, I have a bag full of, like, Parts, hands. if you will. Hands. I have a handbag <laughs> over there. Um, and people are, are online right now saying, hey, you drop one of those hands that has like all five fingers just out. Uh-huh. Drop that into some boiling water for like three minutes. You pull it out. It's real rubbery. And you can like mold it however you want. Really? And then drop it in cold water and it'll harden up and be just like that. Wow. So between this Jesus. show and next week, I'll see if I can't get some middle finger hands on this bad boy. Also, since I was already going to do some little, a little bit of churching up on this figure, there was a guy in one of the groups. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but you see this gold chain that Austin comes with? Yeah, it looks a little fat. It looks kind of shitty. Yeah. Well, this guy for like $7 shipped is making little tiny, like legit gold chains. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm a, that's, that's not really a custom. That's, I'm like, send one of those over. So he's, he just shipped it out today. So that's we'll see what happens. the first thing but I thought when I saw it. Yeah, that. it looks kind of shitty. I think it it's going to really look cool. Big. You put that, you put that vest on. It comes with the blue um, Big Eagle t- uh, championship, which I don't think I've had before on any T-shirt, of these things. hat. Comes with a lot of stuff, yeah, several cool. different heads. I don't know. I'm excited though, because now you got to make cuts, man. I already have a Stone Cold in the case. I already have a Ric Flair in the case. Mm. But my um, Retro Fest, I think that's the one I have. The Ric Flair with the red robe. Yeah, that's got to go. This is this is the ultimate fucking Ric Flair, dude. Yeah, this is awesome. Pink with the white fur. And this is the this is the ultimate Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I have the defining moments, which goes for a decent amount. I mean, mine's open and loose and displayed, but I'll still be able to get what I call a coupon on those, ship them off to somebody else, and then um, it essentially backs it off the price of these. If you oh, there you go. I mean. There's so, your coupon. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all I got for the arrivals. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have anything like coming down the pike. I don't think so. I don't think... I don't know. Who knows? Stuff stuff just shows up sometimes. So who so who freaking knows? <laughs> it's now time for What You Watching, where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week. It could be current product, vintage viewing, or anything in between. Nothing is off the table. 
or ladder or chair. You know what I'm talking about. What do you want to hit on, dude? ACW Wisconsin. Yes, I would love to hit on ACW Wisconsin. That was fun. Hot one oh, in the uh, in the old Oshkosh Masonic Center. It was. In the ring and in the room. Yes. It was fucking scorching. When we first sat down, the sun was just like coming in just so. It was just beating on my fucking face. Yeah, I came into the windows. I said, yeah, right when we sat down, I'm like, is that sun going to be coming this way? It's like, yep. It sure but is. after the sun kind of started, yeah. yeah once dusk it's hit, like it, a it, match. it wasn't bad. It was done. <clears throat> It was it was uh, it was a fun night. Matches were good. I love seeing everybody because right, we were there for the con. What was that? Middle April, maybe a little. Yeah, you know. And now it's End mid April, June, mid, so it's right. it's been some been some time since we've seen these guys. And it was very nice. It was a very nice like everybody kind of acknowledged everybody and said, right. "Hey, how's it going?" You get a little chit chat in. Yeah, um, Mike and Katie, uh, Chris Bogger. Um, yeah. Andy, Andy sits right in our row. Yeah, brings his boys. Yep, right. Good dude, right to the right of us. Um, yeah, I just love that. That's a really good. I don't know if I want to say community. It is kind of a community. Yeah, it is totally. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, let's see, Drake Daniels. He's still like the uh, diamond in the Midwest rough. He is. He uh, took on guy. took on your boy Roy. <laughs> oh yes, my boy Roy. We had a little interaction <laughs> with him too. Yes, we did. Uh, he said, he said that uh, that he listens to the show, and I'm like, I, I don't. I'm like half believing people when they tell me that because there's so many wrestling podcasts out there. there. Is. I'm like, you probably listen to somebody else. He's like. Said something about I told him to shove the phone up his ass or something like that, and I was like, I don't know, I don't remember saying that. And then you said that I did say something like that. Yeah, I was like, I wonder if he did. So I just, I just figured I'll just go back and listen to. It had to have been the live show before the WrestleCon. You know what I mean? So I just hopped on and like, I'm not kidding. As soon as I clicked on, just like you know, quarter end of the show, I just hear. Your boy run. I'm like, I got it like the first try That's or something. That's insane. Yes. And it, all you said was you were a little skeptical that he uh, weighs in at 155 or 150 pounds, I think it was, or 155 pounds. Still am. And you said, uh, yeah, maybe if he shoved that cell phone up his ass, maybe. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that's different. That's not. That's not me being like, I'm going to shove that cell right. phone up your ass. So shout out to your boy, Roy. He kicks ass. He almost beat Daniels. He got him for a two count. <laughs> I'm rooting for you. You hearing this, Drake? I'm rooting for him. Uh, we met a couple other guys too that uh, we got the the new uh, the convention DVD. Yes. Uh, Flyboy Jimmy Roman. Are these young boys or what? I think so. And the right. Spectre Jaden Mercer. So oh guys. yes, those guys, good dudes. Yeah, man, for sure. So it was, it was a good time. Then Swaggle got beat up by Disregarded. Disregarded, yes. Players Club beat World Class Pain, although it was a non-title match. Yeah, unbeknownst to anybody else. First match of the night: Joey Avalon and Justin Dredd. That, that was, was awesome. Yes, that was a that was a really good match. Hell of a fucking match. Uh, Miles Mason versus Salem Crane for the Water City title was shaping up to be a really good match. Had to end kind of prematurely. I think was it Miles Mason got a little neck stinger or something like that. You could you could tell something wasn't quite right, and they yeah. they ended it quickly. Yeah, it got cut short. It seemed like, but and then his mom came and sat next to us, and she was loving that boy. That's right. She had. I was like skeptical at first because Miles Mason, he's a shit heel, <laughs> good guy outside of there, but whatever. Um, 
she's got a shirt on her and her friend, her friend's first wrestling show ever. Yes. And, and she's like, I'm miles Mason's mom. And I was like, Oh, awesome. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I was talking to her friend. I'm like, here's how you got to go about your first wrestling show. <clears throat> you know, giving her the, the hints and the, the, here's how you look at it. Yeah. And like you say, you're going to have as much fun as you want. Absolutely. Yeah. I tell everybody about that. All the skeptics, uh, which in my life, there are a lot of when it comes to the pro wrestling game, I always say, you know, if if you come to a, a live show, you will have as much fun as you want to have. If you want to sit there and poo-poo everything you see, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a shitty time, and that's on you. Right. I'm but, like, I'm like, all right. Now this guy, here's his deal. Now he's schizophrenic and he's a part clown or devil, and you know what oh, I mean. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay. Now there's this guy. Here's his deal. You know what I mean. It was fun. That's great. It was a great night. Can't wait for the next one. The next, the actual next show that they have going, I don't think we're going to be attending. It's in Nina at like Willie Beeman's. Right. And it's outside of the season pass thing or whatever. Yes. Not included, which that's not a big deal. I would no, have no, no, no problem no. going up there, but I think it's there's a busy summer, man. It's a busy summer. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah. What else did you watch? I watched, do you want to talk about that dark side? Yeah. Do it. No, but yeah. All right. Dynamite's <laughs> it a It was dick. a sad story. Like, this is a story about a guy that gave his body to the sport of professional wrestling for sure and left with nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just that you break it down to the simplest terms. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. And to say he was a dick. Yes, he was. But like the more we know now about concussions and things like that, the more like the Chris Benoit thing and just like everybody said point. he's not the guy he was. He was. Yeah. It, it, I really think he had some CTE stuff going on. He was admittedly, I mean, they had, um, uh, who am I thinking of? Dan Spivey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On, and he was like talking about, you know, all all of the steroids. Dynamite Kid was not a big guy. And he's no. in the land of the Giants. And you could tell, like, when they when they were showing you that, you know, those those famous bouts with him against Tiger Mask, how his body looked then to when he's went back into the no, oh, but we'll oof. get into that. No, from then to when he's in the WWF, mm. you know, two years later. He's on the juice. And he's on the juice, and his delts are just, like, huge. fucking huge. Yeah. And, and it's because Spivey's like, dude, I would go to this house, and and there would be, like, needles just in the they wall. Throw like, them they in the, would like shoot them in each other's ass and then throw them into the, the wall. Like and just darts. That's crazy. And that stuff fucks with you. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? So couple couple of those anabolic steroids with, you know, the guy the guys. I mean, fully said it best in that documentary where he's like, the idea is to make it look like you're getting hurt and not get hurt. But mm-hmm. the stuff that Tom did, you he's like, you want to know why it looked so good? Because it was real. He was really fucking himself up yeah. night after night after oh, night, yeah. and it's just like. Yeah, so then you know he goes down that like dark road where it's it's after that WWF run, and his wife basically like wants him out of the house. Ugh, yeah. was, and then he's like, "No, you're leaving," and she's like, "Which I really respected her. I didn't know that Dynamite Kid's wife Michelle was yes. Julie's sister, sister, Bret Hart's ex-wife. They introduced or brought her to the show. When I first heard her voice, I, before they even said her name, I'm like, that's fucking Julie. It's Julie. It's one of Julie's shirts. Oh, my yeah. gosh, dude. Crazy, right? And then, and then, yeah, she's like, there's two. This was weirding me out. They showed the two daughters mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yeah. Both very nice looking ladies, by the way. Sure. Um, 
they mentioned a son as the middle child, but we never saw anything about him hmm. or heard anything about him. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, there's a point in that where he like puts a shotgun up to his, his wife's face in front of the children. Yeah. And they have drags around by the hair. They, yeah. they had to Brett and Julie's. It's just like, get. dude, it's so fucked. But then to hear about the shape that his body was in, like you said, when he tried to make that comeback and you did see him, he just looked so different. So, so different. He looked like just a shell of a man. Yeah. It looked, I mean, it was, it was crazy. And he literally, when, when he left, went back to England, he never came back to the States ever. No, he died over there. And his daughter, 15 years, she goes without seeing him, went and saw him. And like, you could tell she had some closure. Yeah. Which is very nice. And even his, even his ex-wife very much stood up for him during this documentary and was like, yeah, even after all those, yeah, it was, she was, she was very supportive of him. And I really do think it, it, because it boils down to like, she could see the change in him that it wasn't him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Different guy. Just because of everything. God, it's so fucked up though. What about the, um, the Dino Bravo, uh, mafia thing? Yes. And I love Jacques Jacques Rougeau. I made up a fucking name. Yeah. Dick, we sold our house because we thought the mafia was coming after us. Yes. It's like, oh, I, I love to hear that. I love that it played out like that or something <laughs> like, like that. That makes me so happy. I'm just finding out about that now or something he says. Or, or he's like, yeah. I was Because that's one was of those cr- stories that has been bantered about forever about how he, how Dynamite treated Do- Jacques like yes. shit and then Jacques got his revenge the next night or whatever with yep. a roll of quarters. Yes. And fucked him up. Yeah. Next time you do that, I'll put you in a wheelchair. I did. I don't like Jacques Rougeau just based either. on other things I've seen. But he's a storytelling motherfucker. I would love to listen to him tell spin <laughs> yes. tales like all day long. <laughs> I'm like I don't know if that mafia shit is true that part, and I'm, but I was like, that's very entertaining. Like oh, he, dude, yeah, it was, it was something else, man. So that's the end of the first part of season three. I think we have to wait till September now. Yeah, something like that, episodes. August or September. Yeah, but anyways, that will be a little bit less on the plate. But man, those are all good. That might give me time to go back and like I I rewatched the Nick Gage one because I to be honest I didn't know too much about Nick Gage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew enough, but that was very entertaining to me. So sometimes it's neat to go back and I sh- you know they're going to do like the the editor's cut one. Oh yeah, we're getting the one, Conrad so. one, I'm sure eventually. So yeah, maybe I don't even need to do that, but nah, those are always so freaking good. Evan and Jason do a fantastic yeah, job. They do with that show. I haven't heard much about the dark side of football or whatever that comes on afterwards, but no. I've heard it's garbage. I'm sure it is. It's gotta be. Um, NXT takeover in your house. You came over here for that. Yeah, that was a good show. Very fun show. I, it was like one of those things where I don't know if it was because of the, uh, in your house name. And like, if you go back and what was in your house, uh, it was a budget friendly pay-per-view that, you know, didn't deliver what, you know, uh, SummerSlam delivered. It's right. still very fun, and I thought that's kind of what this was. Totally, there was no title changes. Um, what else? Uh, I think pretty much every match delivered. My favorite match, I think, was probably the Raquel Gonzalez uh, Ember Moon match. I thought that was a hell of a match. Yeah, that was good. The five way main event. Also, I'm not a carrying cross guy, but they tried their best to make him look like a monster. Right. I that- still don't know if it's going to work. He had a good promo tonight, but I don't. Yeah. I don't know. You get like we were talking. You get those. You get the other four in the ring, and they're 
so off, much better. Off, off the charts. Yeah. 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 Mm, so we'll see. But I, what I re- they don't have is what his look is, his yeah. size. He's not his a pie, big You know what I mean? Dude, so right. if that's the route you want to go, that's your guy. Yeah. I guess, but... I'd love to see Johnny Gargano wear that belt till till the end of time. I don't know. <laughs> or Adam Cole. But eventually things got to change, I suppose. Stay in NXT, kids. Don't ever go up to the main roster. <laughs> and then, like you said, uh, William Regal left after the show. Uh, Zia Lee put on a really good performance. Oh, yeah. We got to see the... They, the uh, now we're do, what did we decide? It's, so it's what we decided faction. was the, the faction is called Tian Sha. That's right. And the lady's name, Ying. Mei Ying. Mei Ying. Too close to Mei Young. I was like you very, said. yeah, was very close to Mei Young. Um, I want to see her do some crazy I shit. think if Mei Young was born, you know, 3,000 miles to the east, her name would be <laughs> Mei Ying. <laughs> uh, but no, that was cool. Mercedes Martinez took the L, which I figured she would. I mean, yeah. Zia Lee's been pushing. Yeah, they've been getting her up there. She looked awesome. She, she had all this, like, hair awesome. extensions with this blue shit in her hair and, like, she had the cool Raiden slash Kung Lao slash Big Trouble in Little China entrance with yes. the hat and the shit coming down from yes. that. Good stuff. I loved it all. I, yeah, I really was, did. The I, more I think about it, the more I liked the show. It was funny, actually, because there was a preview for, like, how or Ashley goes, is there a pay-per-view on Sunday night? I go, yeah, there is, but I don't know. And she's like, what? I'm like, well, it's Father's Day. We just watched the pay-per-view. She's like, wait, there's one this week? She goes, yeah. She goes, yeah. Which one is it? I go, tell in the cell. She's like, I thought that was a good one. I'm like, we just watched the good one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't realize that was this week. I didn't either until last night. I thought we had one more week. Holy shit! Well, we'll figure it out. Um, yep. Scorecards, Adam. How did I do? You got a seventy-one. That's right. Did I win? Uh, no. Damn it. Because I also had a 71. Oh, we have a tie. Yeah, but to be the man, you got to beat the man. That's true. Oh, you keep the strap. That's fair. That's fair. No, I was, it was Maybe funny. Maybe we will have to tell him the cell now. <laughs> <laughs> it's from my house. No, I, I calculated my score the next day, and I was at 68. And I was like, God, that's so close. Like, now I'm going to go over these. So, like, but I thought, I thought I found one that you had screwed up, screwed up and gave yourself extra. Yeah. But then I vetted it, and no, it wasn't. Okay. Um, but then I redid mine, and there was one of those where I had um, match time Some or, something, or something. something. Yeah, basically, I, I thought I only got 12 on one. I ended up with 15 on one. I was like, dude. No. 71's a piece. I couldn't believe it. I'll get you somewhere. Pro what, Wrestling what really Scorecards, kids. Yeah, so what Give really gave me the... Um, because I thought I was doing really well. Your match order? Honest. My match order. I got yes. them all. Um, the only one I think I picked a wrong winner was was for the the ladder match. Eli, no, L. A. Knight, million dollar champion. Oh, there's some some stuff there tonight too. Well, let's run it down. Why don't you run that down for me? What do you remember from the old NXT tonight? Okay, so um, it starts off with Regal coming to the ring and he's crying mm. like almost immediately, and he starts talking about the first NXT that or first NXT takeover. He announced da da da, and starts talking about the history. And he's like, you know, I don't think I can give the fans what they want. And then Karrion Cross's music hits. He comes out. He's like, I told you that this is out of your control. I bring chaos. I knew you couldn't take this. So I can't believe you're crying or something. He's like, I just had to see that you were crying. Now go ahead and quit. Get out of the ring and say I was right. Pretty much like that. And then uh, 
And, and yeah, now say cross is right or something like that and, and conquers all. I mean, it was that, um, it was, it was a pretty decent promo though. I don't know. Like you'd have to, you have to watch it. I will watch it. And then as soon as that happens, like he, as soon as he says that shit to Regal, uh, Samoa Joe's music hits, he comes out, he's wearing a suit. And then, um, Regal's like, well, I wanted to talk to you, but I didn't want to do it here. And then basically says, uh, you know, this is out of my control. I thought you'd be a good replacement. Yeah. And then Joey says, uh, absolutely not. But I will make sure. He's like, when I was here, I knew I put you through hell, but I always had respect for you. And maybe that's something that not everybody's doing. Looks at Cross, and he's like, I that's will. That's true. Everybody busts in Regal's office yeah. every fucking yeah, week. Do. There's like a line. <laughs> I feel like it's a spoof of Vince's office in real life. <laughs> totally. And um, so he's like, but I will. So pretty much he's going to be the enforcer. And he's like, uh, Regal goes, um, I'm open to that. He's like, if that's the case, then you can't be a competitor and you can't lay your hands on any talent. Well, um, how are you supposed to enforce? Unless you're provoked. Oh, okay. Well, and there then, you go. Yeah. And so as soon as he says that, he's like, all right, I accept that. And then he looks over at Cross. He's like, what the hell are you still doing in this ring? And then Cross gets pissed and leaves. And it's already like kind of working because like you cut to like a backstage. Kyle and um, Cole are going at it. They got him separated and shit, and they won't listen. Uh, Regal says, you guys are going to face each other in an unsanctioned match at uh, the Great American Bash. <laughs> they just did that. But and okay. Cole's like, I already beat him. I don't need to it do anything. It was unsanctioned too, wasn't <laughs> it? I think, or maybe censor. I, I thought that's what he said. Yeah, it was, right? Maybe he's saying, maybe he's saying they're going to have a rematch from the unsanctioned match. I don't okay. know. There's a lot of yelling, a lot okay. of refs, a lot of breakups. And Cole's flipping out. He's like, I'm not doing any of that. And he was like pushing everybody off. And I think he might have accidentally pushed Joe because next thing you know, he's in the clutch. Oh, boy. And he's just asleep. And he's, uh, Joe looks at the ref and goes, tell him when he wakes up, I need to know who his partner is. Because I, I think tonight they're doing, each guy gets to pick up partner and face each other because they're so amped up. So uh, Kushida beats a new guy in his open challenge. Um, seems like Ty Berkeley or some shit. Or mm. I have to look. He was pretty good. He Probably does, from Evolve or something. Some you cool know, shit. They keep yeah. bringing those guys in. I could see that. Um, Kyle comes out and picks Kushida as his partner. I didn't see who Adams was yet or whatever. Yeah, Kushida um, didn't even defend that title. On yeah, the last show. they said like the fr- is this the first time he's defended it since he got it or close no, something he, like the, that. The next it went week back. He had to do it. Yeah, yeah, it went back. Um. Million Dollar Man presented the Million Dollar Championship to L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight was like, uh, "I." he's like, let me talk to, you know what, let me just talk to Ted. Um, I've been your biggest fan, grew up with you, yada, yada, yada. Oh, wow, he yeah, flipped like, it a little bit? Like, Can you imagine, he's like, I can't imagine I'm in this ring with you, I just want to say thank you, that type of shit. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, until he punched him in the face. Who punched him in the face? LA punched Ted in the face. Oh my god! He goes, he goes. Now that I got what I want, it's time to drop what I don't need and fucking clocks wow. Ted. Grimes makes a save. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty pretty good show. Interesting. I did. Uh, I alluded to it earlier, so we'll just hit on this quick. I watched the WWE Most Wanted Treasures. Oh, is that where the uh, yes. Sonny Ono comes from? I thought they were done with that. No, they're done with the biography, but they're oh, still going with that other one. Shit. Okay. This was on Andre the Giant, which I was auto, I was in, and it was like, oh, it's a two-hour one. No I was shit. like, oh, wow, this is going to be extra cool. Probably my least favorite one of the bunch so really? far. Um, I don't know. Like, they, 
they mixed way too much like storytelling and like documentary into it mm. um probably because they had they had the extra time or whatever but they basically task big show mark henry and that aj yeah to go out and find some artifacts or whatever. So you got all these big men in the fucking car and whatever <laughs> um they're looking for a giant machine mask they're looking for a passport because they're like they're like you know, there was wrestlers in the territory days that would like go to like, you know, the States, Mexico, Puerto Japan, Rico. and maybe Puerto Rico. Yeah. They're like, Andre the Giant was an attraction all over the entire globe. Like everybody would bring him in. So like imagine seeing that guy's passport, you know? Yeah, that's kind of cool. So they're looking for that. Um, those are the main like two things they're kind of looking for. They already have a singlet. They actually had quite a few Andre things. Yeah, they had some suits. They had some boots. They had, uh, I think they had a cast from when he had a broken leg or something. Oh like, wow! Um, Stephanie McMahon. She's like, I used to stand in this cast like <laughs> when I was eight years old. It was that big? Um, but the the best part about the whole fucking thing is they go to Sonny Ono's house because he's like a big mask collector. Okay. And there's word that he has a giant machine mask mm. and they go there and they see it and they're like holding it and checking it out. And they're like, what do you want? What do you want for it? And he's like, uh, there's a couple other guys interested in this mask. And I told them that if I ever sell it, I'd give them a crack at it. So Mark Henry immediately gets pissed. And he just like <laughs> walks out and they, they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, we have live auction right now. And then he's like, <laughs> pulls up and uh, they like go regroup in the car. And they're like, what's our, what's our amount here? You know, this and that. And I'm always weirded out. Like if it means that much to you guys and like Ben Brown at the WWE headquarters says the most we're willing to go is five. Yeah. Like if it means that much to Mark Henry and big show, like why aren't they just going to pony up another yeah, grand, kick in. like kick in right. a grand, right. dude. They got it. Um, so no, they go back into Sonny Ono's house and, and Mark Henry's like visibly pissed off that they pulled the wool over and they're like, <laughs> like, what did you think was going to happen? And Sonny Ono's like, maybe you never see my character or something like that. Like, basically, I'm a shyster. Right. And, um, sure enough, they sit down and all of a sudden, like on a, on a screen, there's like three other guys no like shit. on a zoom call and they're doing, and they're just like, they're like, all right, big show's like. All right, I'm going to kick it off 450 bucks. And I'm like, I ain't going to get it, show. And it immediately jumps up to like four grand or whatever. And like, yeah. I think Big Show says like 4,500. And then they, the next guy takes it to like 5,200. And they, and then they're like, well, I'm out or whatever. So they, they, it, they, they lose it. And they're like, there's more masks out there. We'll find another one kind of thing. And I did fall asleep towards the end of the episode. So I don't know if that actually paid off or not. Right. On. Um, they went to like Tim White's house, the referee. Nice. He didn't really have anything. Uh, but he was talking about the passport and they're like, you know, you have your passport. It's got like 30 pages in it or whatever. Mm -hmm. They had given Andre like an extension. So it was like a fold out like extension. Oh, wow. and that was all full. Jeez. And then he had to get a new passport and all this. So like there's multiple of these passports out there. They go to another guy's house and he had the, the, uh, like sport coat that like blue sport coat that Andre mm. wore in that press conference for the, or no, it was for the, the, the main event match where the, the two twin referees. Yes. Twin magic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh dude. That's awesome. So the stuff was kind of neat. And like I said, I don't know exactly how it panned out, but I love that 
Sunny Ono bit was I watched fucking that. funny. I didn't know they were still doing that. I thought I, once I the, dug it. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I didn't really watch. I didn't watch Raw. I heard Eva Marie and Piper Nevin showed up. Yeah, uh, squash Naomi. They didn't like. They still don't know what her name's gonna be. Apparently, she's been wrestling on NXT UK for like two years. It was weird. Like it was supposed to be Eva or Ever, yeah. whatever the hell, and then. I, yeah, I never saw her before. She came out. Yeah, squash. Oh, really? Her. She was in the May Young Classic, and she's done some other stuff. Okay. They, yeah, whooped her quick, and then like they, she made her say that Eva won. Oh, really? It's yeah. one of those things. Like yeah. she's her muscle. Yeah, she's her heavy. Her, I guess. I don't know. This is weird. Do you want anything else to take away from Raw or no? Not really. I don't think so. Uh, we do have a death match. Jake recommended match. If you want to hear what that's going to be, yes. All right. Hey guys, this is Pure Dad. Thanks for tuning in to Dork Side of the Ring podcast with Matt Marbury and Adam Tellison, and this is your match recommendation for the day. Maybe, maybe it's not. Technical difficulties. Hey everyone, we're back again with another match recommendation. And this week we've got quite the banger. It's Samoa Joe versus Necro Butcher in IWA Mid-South Wrestling. And you can find that on YouTube for free actually. This match is incredible. It's probably the best 10 or 11 minute match I've ever seen. Joe and Necro just beat the crap out of each other. Necro had just recently roughed up some Ring of Honor students and it pissed off Joe. So Joe was like, I'm just going to beat the crap out of Necro. And, well, if you've ever seen a Necro Butcher match, you know that he beats the crap out of people anyways. <laughs> so this match is awesome. I can't wait to see what Matt and Adam have to say about it. Check me out on Instagram and at PureDad. All right. That'll be fun. Timely. Yeah, right? Timely. That's crazy. Samoa, Joey Samoe versus Necro Butcher. I'm all for that. Fuck I like yeah. the backstory and stuff, too. I do, too. That's going to be fun. I also like that he's like, it's just 10 minutes. It's 11 minutes, dude? I love Hell that. yeah. <laughs> Some the stuff He's, that he recommends is usually always good. Yes, but sometimes it's like if you have to get a, you're like trying to fit it in. It's like a 50 minute match. You're like fuck, it's been been some half hour ones. And They've stuff. been worth it yeah. in the end. Yeah, yeah, they always pay off. They always pay off. <laughs> They're bangers. They're always bangers. They're always bangers. Oh man, I think it's about time we wrap this thing up. What do you think? It sounds good, man. I'm trying to think of a good way to end the show, and I'm I'm like. I'm sort of settled on something. I'll talk to you after the show, but okay. I think like dork side of the ring. What's more nerdy than like wrestling stats? I'm going to do like a stat of the week or something at the end. Hmm. I don't know. Inside baseball kids. Yeah. Bigger than Jesus and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes. 